Faith will send you in areas and do things and move in your life that you don't quite understand. That's like stepping off on a to a cliff and not realizing that will I fall or will I go across? How many knows God knows how to bring a bridge even in those areas? John chapter 9 verse 25 if you would stand for the reading of this one verse. But keep your Bibles open and we have a few other verses we want to bring out in the message this morning. Before we read, let me say something. Something that's been lacking in our day and age is that people realizing the church is a lifeline. The enemy would try to keep you away from uh, those people that would encourage you, that would help you. Sometimes struggles come in our lives, but isn't it nice when you can come to an atmosphere or a group of people that can pray for you, that can believe with you, that can encourage you? Isn't that nice to know church? So the church is a lifeline. Jesus said, upon uh, this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The church is not a building. It's us. Say, I'm the church. Thank God we can gather once a week or twice a week that we can come under uh, a building where we can celebrate the move of God, that we can encourage one another. But when you're under a load, you don't know which way to turn, which way to go. It's kind of nice that somebody can come along and say, hey, I'm praying for you. You make it. And you hear a good testimony that somebody said, do you need more coffee? (laughs) No, I just was dreaming a dream and it was a great dream and it was an encouraging dream. So, but let's read the word of God and see what scripture says. Verse 25, it says, he answered and said, talking about a man that was blind and he was standing before the religious folks. And then he said, because they was questioning about the man that healed him, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I do know that though I was blind, I now see. I like what the writer of Amazing Grace did because he put in there and says, I once was blind, but now I see. Touch your neighbor and says, thank God for sight. And you may be seated. Let me go back to the beginning. We're not going to read it, but I want to bring you up to where we're at here. There was a man, he was blind from birth. And Jesus come alongside of him, recognized him, caught his eye, and he was getting questions from his disciples. Was this man born blind because of the sinfulness of his parents? Or was it this or was it that? They was trying to reason why this man was blind. Jesus said, no, his parents didn't sin. No, this wasn't it, but this is for the glory of God. So this man, as we described from uh, this birth, that experience he had, that he was in a quandary. He could not see. And he was like that all his life. He didn't even know what light was like. He was born blind from the beginning. But as we read the scriptures, we must understand what the truer meaning was. There is true vision and there's false vision. There's enough phony baloney going on anymore. People don't know the right way to go. We see with Israel, they had been led down a path and they were believing one thing. So this nation was in a quandary. They were blind, really. They didn't recognize Jesus for one. They only learned by what they were taught and what that, but they was blind. It described the nation. 
But also we see that because the religious folks, the Pharisees had gotten this man off the side after he received his sight, that they were questioning him, trying to reason why he received his sight. They were blind in themselves. Like a lot of religious folks today. If you don't wear the right garb, if you don't go to the right church, if you don't live a certain way, you can't know the Lord. This man was blind. He didn't know. He answered him says, because they said, a sinner cannot heal. He says, I don't know if he was a heal, a sinner or not, but I do know this. I once was blind, but now I can see. Amen. I can see what's ahead of me. That's my testimony. That's my witness. That's what I can say about what the Lord, how many has been touched by the Lord in one way or another? You've been saved. You, you maybe have been healed or, or something like that. God's touched you. Thank God for that. See, this describes the state of Israel. They were blind. They were doing things in rudiments. They were going to the temple and, and doing everything out of uh, what was told them to do, but they really didn't have an experience with the Lord. It also describes the state of mankind. We have a lot of people wondering, and they're in darkness. It's called a sinful lifestyle. Mankind is wandering around. But when you come to know the Lord, the light turns on. The switch turns on. You see differently. You act differently. But we see that uh, going back to the beginning when uh, this man, before he got his healing, he'd already had struggles in his life trying to get around. I'm not sure how the blind folk did then, but they were in the streets probably asking for alms. Maybe that caught Jesus' attention. Maybe this or that. But he was old enough that he wasn't living with his parents anymore, at least in a state of a young child. He was an older uh, uh, man that was living in the streets of uh, the city. But Jesus come alongside of him, spat upon the ground. How would you like that to happen to you? And when he did, the Bible says that he picked up the clay and he put that on his eyes. In other words, he anointed, as the Bible says, put a smearing. It was a mud pack, if you really want to put it that way. And then he said, I want you to go to do something. And the man looked at him and was not knowing what was going to take place. He says, go to the pool of Salome. And so when you go there to that pool, wash your eyes and then you shall receive your sight. Here's the thing in the quandary. The man couldn't see. And now he's had something put on him even worse. There are times that God puts things on you and you're thinking, what is going on? But there's a reason why God wants to do what he's going to do. Sometimes it feels like it's worse. And then he gives you some instructions. I want you. He couldn't see. And now he's got this mud pack on and people probably look at him. What in the world is this guy doing? And he was trying to make his way to the pool. Now, this wasn't just around the corner. This was a few blocks away. I'm sure he had to ask for direction. Okay, am I going the right way? Maybe somebody led him and helped him a little bit and people were looking at him. Sometimes people look us at us as Christians says, what is going on with your life? Because sometimes you get things handed to you. That is not what you think this was going to be. You start talking to the Lord, asking the Lord to change the situation. And all of a sudden he puts something on you and it makes it even worse. It feels like, but how many knows God's got a reason. 
There's life that things, things happen to us, and it's just natural that those things happen. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll trust the Lord, if you'll be obedient, God will see you through. Amen. The instruction that he got, the distance he had, he obeyed. He didn't delay. He went where the Savior told him to go. When he arrived where he was at, I'm sure quickly he got down with a pool to wash his face. Let me say this. I'm sure he wasn't quiet when he opened his eyes after he washed the mud pack out. I'm sure he, he says he was looking around. I can see. I can see. He got loud. I'm sure the crowd was looking. So what is going on with this man? Oh, that's the man that was born blind. What is he saying? I'm sure the kids are saying, mom, what's going on? Dad, what's happening? He was excited. See, we once was blind, but now we see. Yeah. And people says, why are you getting so excited? Because now I didn't have a hope, but now I've got hope. Yeah. I didn't have a prayer and an, an answer, but now I've got the answer. Yeah. I didn't really ask for this, but look what God's done. Yeah. He'd done some good things. The blindness went away. In other words, if you look at it religiously, uh, the reason why so many people are blind, they don't have vision. That's what blindness does. It doesn't give you vision. You can do everything you want to. Try to correct it. Uh, we wear glasses to correct some vision that we can see better. Blindness is a lack of vision, lack of revelation. We have a lot of people in the church that doesn't have vision. There's small vision. They like it small things, but some has got large vision. My vision is like the father for God so loved the world that he gave. See, he wasn't just looking at one church or one group or, or one town or one community, but he was looking at the world. And that's what God is still looking at, vision, looking at the world. I believe God not only wants us to touch Warsaw, but to touch in the region that God's going to place us that we can touch others. Already we're getting uh, calls, getting emails from other nations. Hey, we need to lock arms because we have the same uh, belief and we want to need to reach our communities. I believe God is wanting to give us larger vision, give us vision that we can see greater and beyond what we have seen before. See, so many people I can't see beyond their circumstance. They can't see beyond what's right in front of them. But God says, I want to take the blinders off that you can see further than you've ever seen before. This man was blind like that. And then all of a sudden he gets his eyesight. All of a sudden the lights turned on and he's looking around and I'm sure he's making a commotion. It caught the ear of the religious folk. It caught the ear of those says, well, wait a minute, who healed you? How'd you receive your sight? And then he answers, he says, I don't know, but I do know this man come along and put this mud pack on me. I went and done what he asked me to, and now I see. It pays to be obedient, church. Amen. It pays to walk in faith, church. See, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. That's when we come in. See, he had no lights, but all of a sudden the lights turned on. The blind now see. Thank God I see. Thank God I can look around. The light switch has been turned on. But let's read just a little bit further because something happened because the religious folks were abusing this man. They were giving him a hard time. They were saying, wait a minute, because they could not reason it away. He was blind from the birth. They brought his parents in, and when they brought his parents in, they questioned him. 
And they just looked at him and said, wait a minute. He says, you need to ask him. He's old enough now. He's of age. Ask him what took place. You're asking us something that we weren't even there. So that's when they started asking him. And he says, I don't know what he was like. I just remember hearing his voice. I remember being obedient. I remember that. Then he touched me. And then all of a sudden it changed from touch to sight. It changed from uh, this touch to a miracle. How many know Jesus is still in a miracle working business? He still loves us, still cares for us. He wants to give us uh, the sight that we need. Verse 35 of the same chapter of John. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. Notice what happened. Because after he questioned, they questioned him. And after they put him and grilled him, he just says, are you wanting to know about him so you can be his disciples? Well, that made him inflamed. That made him mad because they wanted to take Jesus out. They didn't like him. That's almost like the political ranks we have today. Let's take him out because they don't agree with us. Let's silence the church because uh, they bring up some things of truth. We don't want truth. We don't want a lifestyle. But I'm here to tell you right now, truth will set you free. Amen. There's so many people that's in bondage today. They're bound with things. They can't see what's in front of them. They can't move. But Jesus come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. These were trying to steal the victory that God gave that man. There's some in this house, the enemy has tried to steal your victory. But I'm here to tell you that through Christ, you have the victory. Through Christ, you have the overcoming authority and power because of who he is. I'm trying to keep this, but I'm telling you, I'm feeling this in my spirit. God wants us to move in beyond the natural into the spiritual and to see things in a different light. Things are wrapping up too quickly, church. And things are, are moving so fast that we need to awaken to the things and call of God for our lives. Verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, do you believe in the son of God? The blind man that was blind said this, he answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and it is he who is talking to you or with you. Verse 38, then he said, Lord, I believe and he worshiped. Something we want to see here. This man was abused. He became a witness of something that taken place in his life. He became a testimony of what had taken place in his life. A man touched him. He didn't know who he was. He didn't understand what was going on, but he just followed instructions. He said, what do I have to lose? Why not do what he's called tell me to do. And he said, go. And I went. See, church, God has called us to go. We may not always see what's ahead of us, but how many knows God will never lead you astray. God will always lead you in the right way. And when you go, see, something that took place because of the testimony, he was excommunicated from the, 
religious folks, those that didn't really believe what is, there's people that God has given them. I know there was a pastor many, many years ago in this community. He was pastoring a church uh, and it was growing by leaps and bounds, very good orator. He knew how to speak. And all of a sudden his wife went to a women's meeting. She come back and she was different. He couldn't figure out what was going on. He asked her, he says, honey, everything okay? Oh, better than ever before. And all of a sudden, he walked by when she was on her knees praying. And all of a sudden, he heard a language he had never heard before. And he walked in. He says, what are you doing? She goes, at that lady's meeting, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he goes, you know we don't believe in that. You know that is not part of it. But he's seen a change. He's seen something that was going on in her life. Pretty soon, it wasn't long after that, he was in his prayer room. And he's felt the Holy Spirit come. And all of a sudden, he was speaking in a different language. He come out of his room. He says, honey, I know what you're talking about, but what will our church do? He went to church. He was a full-time pastor. He eventually told the board and he told the church they kicked him out. That was in this community. He went and started a church. He started growing and growing and growing and moving. See, I'm telling you, sometimes things happen. You don't understand it. But God says, I don't want you to be around those type of folks. I've got something better for you. Amen. And even though you feel like you're excommunicated from this or that, and this group doesn't believe in that, but there's so many people going to this. But God says, I've got something better. Stay with the course. He was abused, but Jesus was looking for him. He had heard that something was going on. Some of you feel like, Pastor, I've gone through it in the last few weeks. I've had and been hit by this and that, and I don't know which way to turn. Jesus is looking for you. Jesus is hearing that some things are going on. You know what he wants to bring? Comfort. Yes. Encouragement. He doesn't want to put you down. He wants to let you know, I understand. I'm there for you. Jesus was looking for him and he brought the comfort and encouragement, but he done something that was unique. He examined his faith and sometimes you're going to be examined by your faith and what you believe. Again, here he was accused and abused and now he's having the savior ask him some questions. Do you believe? Do you believe? Let me ask that question to you. Do you believe? For those others that don't believe, <laughs> do you believe? Amen. See, this man, he was believing, he trusted God, he obeyed God. Then Jesus defined it. Do you believe on the son of God? Which is saying, do you believe in the Messiah? Because in this time and age, this was what the son of God was meaning. Messiah. We serve a risen savior. He's not dead. Others says, have you seen him? Yes, I have. Not in the physical, but I have seen him with my heart. I have believed him in my life and what he's done. Thank God for that. This is what we must ask ourselves. Do I believe in Jesus? That will separate us when we hit those rough times. That will separate us when others don't believe like us. That will separate us by things that God wants to take us to. See, many are partakers of God's grace, but they've never seen Jesus. 
They partake in God's grace. Thank God they're saved. Thank God they've been touched. Thank God. But they've never really seen Jesus. See, when you really see Jesus, things change. You're no longer the same. You walk differently. You talk differently. You act differently. Things happen in your life. People will tell you've been with Jesus. You've been around Jesus. There's a fragrance that comes off of you that I can tell you've been around him because you're walking different. This man has been touched by Jesus, but never seen Jesus. Never seen him. There's people that go to church, but never have partaken by seeing with vision Jesus. Now, we're not talking about natural. We're talking about spiritual. There's been many that have been touched been saved, healed, but never have seen Jesus. When you encounter Jesus like this, it changes your life. It changes your perspective. It changes the direction you go. <coughs> Notice what he said. Do you believe? Then he answers, who is he, Lord? Who is he? There's a lot of people asking, who is Jesus? There's a lot of groups now want to silence the church, the true believers. So now you can pray in God. See, God can be a general term. Huh. Allah to the Muslims is a God. Buddha has their God. You understand where I'm coming from? You can pray in, in the name of God, but it's just a general term. But when you define the Savior, when you define who Jesus is, it brings something different. They will say, wait a minute, that's different. And you hear from Jesus, they say. They will make fun of those that says, wait a minute, I go to church, I guess, but that's mental that you're hearing from him. Can I give you a, an answer here? We're not mental. We found our right mind. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I found my right mind. My elevator is going to the top. <laughs> I've got every brick on the, the load now and I'm doing okay. Thank God for that. Have, have you seen him? Where is he? Where is, in other words, where is this one you call Messiah? Where is he? I'd like to know. I want to know. He heard about the Messiah. He heard of Jesus. He heard about him. The mind, blind man was seeing naturally, but spiritually his eyes had not been opened yet. He had been touched by the Savior, been touched by Jesus, had to Jesus give him direction, but yet never seen him. The Bible says without vision, the people perish. Amen. Without a vision of revelation of who he is. I like what happened when John Revelator seen Jesus when he appeared on the Isle of Patmos. It changed John in some ways. The Bible says he fell as a dead man. In other words, he was slain in the spirit. If you really want to put it this way, he seen Jesus in a different light. He seen Jesus in his glory. And see, when you see Jesus in that regard, you see him in his glory. And that's what was taking place. See, going to church doesn't mean you have seen him. Raised in a godly home doesn't mean you have seen him. You got to distinguish some things here. Have you seen him? What has he done for you? These questions you need to ask, but have you seen him? Ask your neighbors, have you seen him? If all you do is know him by what he's done for you, you're limited with your vision. 
All you can do is testify about what he's done. That's what this blind man was doing. I once was blind, but now I see. I can't tell anything else about the man. I don't know what he's a sinner. I don't know what he's a saint, but he gave me my eyesight. I don't care what he's done. Look at me. I am like this. And there's other people. Yeah, he's touched me. This, but they've never really seen Jesus. We've got a world that's never really seen Jesus. We can go and say everything about him, but they've never really seen him. Jesus wants to reveal himself to them. Jesus come along and says, I know you've been abused. I know you've been touched by me. I know you believe to a certain point, but I want to take you deeper. I want to take you higher. I want to show you who I really am. Amen. Jesus told the blind man, you have seen him and he is talking today to you. Thank God he's talking today. I believe he's in the service this morning. Amen. And some of you have heard him. Some of you have seen some actions of us because we've been delivered and, and saying, you know, it's called born again and delivered. Bad. Yes. I'm bad, man. I thank God I'm saved. I thank God I've been delivered. I thank God. He said, but I've seen him. In my spiritual eyesight, I've seen him. And I know what he's getting ready. He's coming back for a church that's been made alive and ready. It's not because I get a lot of knowledge, but I've seen him. Knowledge is great. Understanding, reading his word is great. But when you experience by your own sight that changes your life, you're never the same again. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, you want to be around him. You want to follow him. They had, he had a vision of Jesus. Jesus revealed himself. Once you have seen him again, I'm going to say this. You're never the same Again, you know, the phony baloney stuff you understand because we're living in deceiving times, times that uh, people that are not knowing who he is can be deceived so quickly, so easily. But when you see him, when you know who he is and you really believe, see, that was the appeal that Jesus was given to him. He was appealing. Do you know who he is? Have you seen him? He says, Lord, I don't know who he is. I don't, but I'm willing. And notice what happened when he, Jesus was revealed to him and all of a sudden he was opening his eyes. The Bible says he become a worshiper. Uh, how many knows we need to worship the risen savior? Amen. He's not in the grave, but he's alive forevermore. Yes. And because he come out in newness of life, we can be raised in the newness of life that we live. Old things are passed away. All things become new. That's called new creatures in Christ. That is the ones that are born again, that has been pulled out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now we see differently. Before I was blind, I was just going with the flow. But now things have changed in my life. And now I'm going differently. I'm going in a direction that is different. And one thing that he did, he worshiped. Oh, I can't wait till we come into church where I don't even preach. And we have worshipers come in and start worshiping God. Start worshiping Jesus for who he is. See, in heaven right now, the Bible says there's worship going on. That the, the elders are worshiping. The angels are worshiping. And who they worship? They're worshiping Jesus, the lamb that was slain. But the lion of the tribe of Judah. This man had changed. He really believed, but he started really worshiping have you seen him church you do things different you act different one thing I have learned because I've seen him 
There's a lot of friends that have not seen him. There's a lot of family members that have not seen him. Because when you see him, it takes you different direction, different way of living, different way of moving. And until they see him, they can't really worship him like he desires to be worshiped. See, he must appear to your friends. He must appear to your children. He must appear to your family and the relationships you have. He must appear to your spouses and those around you. He must appear to them. See, they know and hear what you say, but they need to have him appear to them. And that's what Jesus did. See, no one can see Jesus through your eyes. They can hear your testimony. They can see what God has done, but they need to see Jesus for themselves. When I came to know the Lord when I was a young man, I heard the testimonies. I watched the actions. I looked at those around me and how they were doing and how they were operating. But I didn't really understand it. I didn't really. But all of a sudden, I felt a tug. I felt something in my heart pulling on my life. I was sitting in the back seat because my parents, that was the first time we went. And all of a sudden, I couldn't even remember what the preacher was saying. I couldn't remember the songs. But I remember the Savior coming to me back there down my back seat. And all of a sudden, I grabbed a hold of the front of the pew and I was shaken because I didn't know and they didn't understand that all of a sudden they made an altar call and you know I couldn't get there fast enough let me get up there I'm feeling something I don't understand what it is but I'm feeling something and when I hit my knees all of a sudden Jesus showed who he was it changed me my desires changed the direction I was going changed the light was turned on now where once I was blind but now I see I was chasing after things this was temporary that wouldn't satisfy on the long term but Jesus revealed himself and now I can say I can see and now I become a worshiper of him not just in words but in deeds when people know who I am they say you're a believer I see him at work and I had a man come to me this week we was coming out of this room he says how long you been serving the Lord and I looked at him and I says how do you know he says because you carry yourself like a believer you carry yourself like a worshiper I says, since I was 12 years of age, I gave my life, and I've never been the same. He says, you can tell it. He looked at me and hugged me in the middle of where I work at. And he says, I'm a believer too. I'm a worshiper too. See, they know each other. They, see, see, I can't tell it like you can tell it what Jesus done for you. But I can tell what Jesus done for me. This man was witnessing what Jesus done. My eyes are open. I don't know what he's like. I've never seen him. But when he's seen him, he become a worshiper. Can you imagine him going back home and telling his mom, dad, I've seen the Messiah. I've seen the Savior. I'm worshiping a different one now. He is here. He's amongst us. Can I tell you right now, he's in this house. He's here today. He wants to come alongside you today to bring comfort. The enemy wants to tear you down. The world wants to tear you down. The world wants to put things on you, but he wants to bring life. He wants to turn the light on. He wants you to see differently. He wants you to have a vision of who he is. Amen. See, without it, you perish. You can't go the right direction. You'll never be satisfied with things. You can own the houses. You can have all kinds of money. You can have all kinds of vehicles. You can have this or that. It does not satisfy. If you're just looking at the natural, then you'll be disappointed. 
Trust me, the vehicles become rust buckets. The money, it runs out. It cannot buy you happiness, can't buy you health. You can spend it all day long, but I like what this one woman did. She spent all she had upon doctors, but yet after 12 years doing that, she came to Jesus. She seen Jesus in her mind and in her heart. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, she seen him in a different light. I'll be all right, but she seen him in her mind and her heart. She had a vision that if I get to the savior, everything's going to be all right. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. Some of you have, you go to church. Some of you have heard about him. Some of you have even been touched by the Lord. You go to services and you know that God's touched you, but you've never had a vision of who Jesus really is. I believe he wants to turn the light on in your life. He wants to turn the vision towards him. See, what Jesus was talking about with that man, he was talking about a nation that had been blinded because of their ways that they were doing and going. A religious group that was following every rudiment, but yet they were lost. They were tombs, and they just was empty inside. There's people that are empty inside because they've never had experience with Jesus Christ. They've never really seen him. There's some that, yeah, I've been touched. That's all they can talk about. The touch of Jesus, the touch of God. That's good. That's okay. But let's go further. Let's talk about who he is. The Alpha and Omega. The mighty God. The Prince of Peace. Shall I go on? The great I am. God told Moses, I am that I am. And Jesus comes in John many different times. I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread. I am the life giver. I am your salvation. I am the resurrection. I am all. If you will look to me, if you'll get your eyes open. Jesus wants to do that right now. Jesus wants to give you sight that you've never had before. Jesus wants to take you to a level that you've never been before. God wants to give you something you've never had before. But if you're chasing and chasing and chasing after things in this life, see, this man would have been okay just with a natural if that's all he wanted to do. If that's all he desired to do, but it never satisfied fully until you get to see who Jesus is. The Apostle Paul, before he was Apostle Paul, he was on his way because he was called Saul. And when he was on his way to Damascus, he was on his way to get the church and take him in because he had never seen Jesus. You know what happened? He had an encounter one day. And when he was on his way and he had all the ones around him that was going to arrest the church. You know what happened? He got thrown off his direction. He got thrown off what he was writing. He was landing on the ground and all of a sudden his eyes were blinded for a season. And all of a sudden he had a different direction. You need to go this way. And when you get there, go to straight street. Oh, we need some people on straight street. 
We need people to get on straight street. That's what uh, Acts said. He went to straight street and he laid there and was there for three days. And all of a sudden resurrection happened. His eyes were open and he seen the Savior. He was never the same again. He started testifying about Jesus. He started talking about who Jesus is. He was started talking about what Jesus done for him and how he changed him. I heard a voice on the way here and it changed the direction. This blind man heard the voice of Jesus and he went the direction. But the next time he heard his voice, he said, do you believe? He was challenged, but all of a sudden he says, uh, who is he? Who is the son of God? I want to see him. I want to go after him. He says, I am he. Jesus is saying this morning, I am he. I'm here before you today. Open your eyes and look, see what I want to do for you. If you'll worship me, if you'll come before me, because when you get your eyes open, you become a worshiper. It changes you. The Apostle Paul was never the same. Wrote almost the whole New Testament. Almost all the New Testament. He was changed man. See, when you come to Jesus, it's not because of your mama's coattails. It's not because of papa's coattails. It's not because of the grandparents' coattails. But you have an experience with Jesus yourself. My prayer is my kids have an experience beyond what this world could ever get. That they will walk because what will happen, it'll sustain you in rough times. It'll sustain you when everything else seems to be falling apart. Because you remember that you've seen Jesus. You remember what he done for you. How he changed you. How he changed your direction. How that the light's been turned on. And you can stand in different ways than before. Question I've got, have you seen him? Have you seen him? Stand to your feet if you would please, all the building.